When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is what we call a three technique. This is what we call a three technique. On the ride with Royston. Ben is going to air it out deep downfield. Who else? Antonio Brown. Waffersberger deep down the right side. Antonio Brown, the, uh, a lot of publicity being aimed at that Patriots-Steelers game uh, this weekend. And uh, for good reason, I guess, although I can't see the Steelers with that defense uh, going to the Super Bowl. But, uh, boy, do they have a receiver. This guy is just unbelievable. Uh, Antonio Brown uh, is uh, by far the best in the league. And uh, he had... Uh, uh, 69 catches early in his first season, his first full season, 2011, 100, uh, and then 66. And then in 2013, they said, okay, enough of this. Let's get him the ball. 110 catches for 1,499 yards wow. in 2013. 2014 led the league with 129 catches for 1,698 yards. 2015, 136 catches for 1,834 yards. Only Manny Hill can answer this question. Who caught more? Who had more yardage than him? Because the 136 was the most catches, 1,834. Who what caught? year? What year was that? 2015. It? Who the heck had more? Calvin? Yards? Calvin was gone. Uh, no, Calvin's big year was the same year Adrian ran for 2,000, mm-hmm. I think. Maybe Julio? Mm-hmm. Might have been Julio. Might have been Julio. Last year, 106, 1,284 yards. That was a bad year for him. This year, he's got 99 with 1,509 yards. Uh, they got three left, right? They yep. got three left. So mm-hmm. he's going to catch 125, right? <laughs> Probably. Yeah. Uh, this is uh, this is an amazing uh, football player. There's no uh And he's no not about a, it. Julio Jones, 1,871. Wow. Okay. So That's because he yards. never had to face Xavier Rhodes and Harrison Smith. You know, That's the, why. you know the amazing thing about Antonio, like Julio is like, and Calvin Johnson was this way too, a big physical specimen. Mm-hmm. Antonio Brown is 5'10", 100, 185, mm-hmm. 190 pounds. Like he's not a big guy, but he just catches everything you throw at him. He's he's incredible. Uh, Malcolm Butler, of course, the uh, the Patriots said, uh, what makes him great? Speed, heart, strength, and quickness. Yep. So that's pretty good. In 1966, fans came from all over the South to see the new NFL team featuring its first ever draft pick. Atlanta selects 
Tommy Nobus, linebacker, University of Texas. That fierce Southern pride is what powered number 60's unforgettable impact on his team and anyone who got in his way. Uh, Tommy Nobus, uh, the first ever draft choice for the Vikings. They had the first overall pick. Uh, you guys don't know. Huh? No. Tommy Mason. Running back. Oh, Tommy oh, yes, yeah, yeah. yes, Tommy yes. Tommy Mason. Well, uh, Tommy Nobus is just as famous as in Atlanta football lore uh, because he was the linebacker taken in the uh, with the first pick uh, when Atlanta came into the league in uh, 1966. And uh, Tommy Nobus uh, died in suburban Atlanta after an extended illness uh, yesterday. Uh, he was 74 years old. And he stuck around Atlanta and was uh, fantastically uh, famous there. Uh, always uh, strongly associated with the uh, with the Falcons. He uh, he was known forever as how about this as a nickname, Mister Falcon. That's a <laughs> that's pretty a good pretty name. good nickname, Mister Falcon. Well, makes sense, Mister uh, Mister Falcon. Uh, Tommy Nobus. Uh, uh, was a uh, linebacker and a fantastic player, and uh, he died today at a fa- famous in NFL lore because he was the original fellow. If we were to give you a nickname with Mr. as the first part of it, sir, what would it be? Mr. Positivity. Well, I'd say warmth, but Don Rickles already had that. So. <laughs> Mr. Warm. Mr. Uh, Mr. Charm. Mr. Mr. Charm. Charm. I know he doesn't like me. I don't know the kid at all. I mean, I do know one thing. He can't whoop my ass if he gets if he ever, uh, if he ever feel like he wants to cross the well, line. I can. I can. If you fool me once, shame on me. If you fool me six times, they just make me a damn idiot. They got no chance. 18 and no. They're like the black girl on The Bachelor. They got no chance. <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, it's Uh-oh. great news. You know, we we talk about uh, getting, uh, what, college football game day, oh. right? Isn't that a yes. big deal we yeah. want? We got oh, we always wanted to be here. To town. We got the, in, in, and Christmas Day, the Inside the NBA crew is going to do the game, the no. broadcast, the Wolves-Lakers game. Uh, there's five games that day, right? Yep. And uh, they're going to do the game. In other words, you're gonna as you, as Manny was saying, you're gonna have Ernie Johnson doing the play by play. Come you're on, you're gonna have Kenny Smith trying to do a little analysis, and you're gonna have Barkley and Shaq just giving each other a hard time, right? <laughs> yes. Making How did I miss this? Are you yeah. kidding me? Yeah, today it was just announced today. That, oh my God, uh, they're gonna be there. For it's gonna the, be seventy five percent Shaq. And Chuck giving themselves, rip each, giving each, each other, other crap <laughs> yes. the entire broadcast. So, and Ernie and Kenny will be trying to get a word in. Help me, under, have they done this before? Have the four of them attempted to do a game before? They've done games. They, they have. Done, okay, I guess I've missed it. Games. But this is in our place, This right? is brilliant. Or is no, this, LA? this is, I, th- I think it's at Staples. At LA, okay. Yeah. But uh, we've never had a home game, right, on Christmas? I don't believe so. Last no. year we played on Christmas. Oklahoma at, City, at Oklahoma right? City, yeah. Yeah. I'll tell you one thing. If we don't get a hell of a lot more interesting than we are right now, we will never be back. But uh, <laughs> it'll be fun to, uh, uh, for instance, if, if Carl Anthony isn't reacting on defense... He can expect a no prisoners approach oh, from uh, from the Charles. fellas. Yeah. What was the quote? You were you told me this before, but I love the quote about 
when Shaq's needling Charles about uh, not winning any titles? Oh yeah, we have we have that clip. Mm-hmm. I, don't know, I don't know if Reavers has enough time to get it, uh-huh. but it, it was opening day. I remember, and, yeah. they, and the Warriors they were showing highlights of the yeah. Warriors getting their championship yeah, rings. And Shaq is like, oh, yeah, Kenny, Kenny yeah, those rings are shiny, aren't they, Kenny? And, <laughs> and, and Ernie's like, well, why are you only talking to Kenny? And Shaq goes, well, because Chuck, Chuck doesn't know anything about winning championships. <laughs> and Charles just goes, well, you get We've you, had a yeah. lot of furniture moving around here. Yeah, We've here got we a, go. lot of, a lot of uh, stuff around here. <laughs> a lot of stuff. Well, I wish y'all quit wasting money on stuff around here and give us a raise. <laughs> that would be nice to. Thank you. And in the meantime, don't hold your breath. Here we go uh, with... Ring night for the champs. I'm shiny, ain't they, Kenny? Shiny. <laughs> Man. Man. Some blangy blang on that thing. You have just direct that to Kenny. How many have? Yeah, because Chuck don't know what, he, what it looks I like. I don't know what it feels like. I didn't have uh, Kobe and D-Wade dragging my fat ass around. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have three times. I didn't quit like you did. Look at I Golden went, State jumping out 22 Mike. to 9 on him. <laughs> Way to make him quit, Jordan. <laughs> Mike, Mike made you quit in Phoenix. That's <laughs> nice shot, Paxson. Oh, stop. Oh, stop, y'all. Rick Fox carried you too. Eric Gordon. Mike Masters. Oh, man. It's oh, the great. That's I why think, they win Emmys every year. I think one reason the NBA has become so gigantic in the last decade is this is the TNT show inside yeah. the NBA because it's I have fantastic. to one more one more quick one I don't, like, I don't like people who don't get mad Ernie I don't trust people like vegetarians that's not a thing everybody likes meat but I don't like people it's not a thing Ernie just because they said doesn't make it true so LaMarcus to me has to be aggressive uh, vegetarians for the big three you don't think they were actually vegetarians? There's no such thing as a vegetarian. Nobody doesn't like meat, honey. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. He's the greatest thing to ever happen he to is. television. He's fantastic. Talking purple right now on the ride with Royce. Kevin Seifert from ESPN. It's Kevin Seifert. Here with Kevin Seifert. We have ESPN's Kevin Seifert. It's ESPN.com's NFL Nation reporter Kevin Seifert, presented by Mystic Lake. Kevin Seifert's with us. We had a little coordination problem today at the Star, Star Tribune Sports Section. Uh, what was that? Andrew Kramer didn't know I was writing a column about a backup offensive lineman, and he didn't. I didn't know he was writing a story <laughs> on a feature on a backup offensive lineman. But we covered the living hell out of backup offensive linemen today, and uh, with what happened last <laughs> Sunday, uh, there might be a, a situation where there. Uh, that it's going to be the most important thing facing this team. Well, it is. What's amazing is that uh, the the random decisions made in the spring or in the late summer or the waiver wire you got the pickup you got uh, during Labor Day weekend or the 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 undrafted uh, yeah. free agent that you got ends up not only making your team and not only you know being up on a given day, but might help decide whether you get the number one seed, the number two seed, whether you make the playoffs, or whether you win the Super Bowl. Yeah, it is, and uh, you know it. What we what I, I always forget until I'm reminded is that uh, in uh, 2015. Now the, mm-hmm. the, these guys weren't all pros. But the same five guys started 16 games for the uh, for the Vikings that year when Adrian had a, his uh, last good year and uh, and Teddy had a decent year, and uh, since then, it, this year was looking pretty healthy until uh, last week in Carolina. 
Yeah, and it also, you know, in talking to some people around the league, it also, this year has also, as far as the line goes, demonstrated the impact of the addition of one really great player. Um, And maybe I'm being a little too kind, but uh, this Pat Elfline, uh, they drafted out of Ohio State, um, is just one already, if you talk to the the guys that understand it and and watch it uh, on a weekly basis, already one of the best centers in the NFL. And we know that they signed a new left tackle and they signed a new right tackle and they moved everybody around and the whole thing. But a disproportionate to me amount of credit probably goes to the fact that they got, they added one of the best players at his position in the league, you know, out of nowhere. Um, and that partially has helped them withstand some of the other injuries. And then he goes down last week and I thought that the difference was noticeable. Um, just to the average viewer, even the amateur offensive line gurus like ourselves. So that that has been one thing that stood out to me is, you know, even as they were having, you know, Mike Remmers in and out and, and Riley Reef had some injuries at guard, they had some issues. The center just held it all together. And then when he was out last week, uh, the difference was, was very easy to see. And I wonder why he uh, – what was the knock on him? He ended up going to third round? He goes to the third or the second? Alpine. Yeah, third, third round. Third round, yeah. What, what, what are they? They didn't I, think he was quite big enough, or what? Maybe you know, centers are you know the, the Cowboys. You know, they took the Travis Frederick kid from from, uh, from Wisconsin in the first round, and all of a sudden they supposedly reinvented. But generally, centers are not you know as valued. Well, yeah, you can you can get some really good centers um, lower in the draft. If, if there was a specific uh, public. Uh, uh, concern about him, I'm not aware of it. Hey, uh, Kevin, uh, when you you know I, I was talking to, to you a couple of weeks ago about how defensive line has been historically uh, fantastic with this team, and when they've ever been that good, it's they've had yeah. great defensive lines. But look at their centers; their history at center is unbelievable. Starting with Mick Tinglehoff in his second year, an undrafted free agent who started the opener and didn't miss a game for the next 16 years, uh, made a bunch of Pro Bowls. A Burke. Uh, Jeff Christie, Jeff, Jeff Christie, yeah. Uh, yeah. Even Dennis Willie was good, uh, and uh, you know Sullivan. Sullivan was a good player until he kept the getting old, hurt. The old uh, adage about being strong up the middle. Yes, it's not just the quarterbacks and the safeties. You got to have the centers and the nose tackles too. Yeah, it's uh, it is uh, you know, and uh, they were confident uh, that they were right, and uh, the rest of the league wasn't uh, that, that they had made a good draft choice in there. Uh, they did pretty good. You know, if there wasn't a first round, we couldn't put any knocks on Spielman at all for his drafting. If they just didn't have a first round, if he just started <laughs> yeah. in the second round, he'd be fine. And even then, he's got some. He's had some decent hits in the first round. Yeah. I mean, you look at you look at the, the guys that are key for them right now. Harrison Smith certainly one of yeah. them. Xavier Rhodes certainly one of them. Um, Teddy Bridgewater probably would have been one of them um, had the injury not happened. But he's still potentially part of their future. So. Hit or miss in that first round, um, but uh, you're right. Some good, some good hits later as well. This Treadwell looks like a tight end, man. Is he getting yeah. bigger and Runs slower? Like Is he uh, getting bigger and slower, man? I, I, is huge. Yeah, I mean, I, the big, the big thing is like when, when you he everything that was said about him in college was that he's just you know great ball skills, great ability to um, to uh, you know to, to come down with the ball in traffic, um, which is kind of code for it doesn't get open a whole lot. And but but it's better than most at dealing with the the, the the challenges of making the catch when you're not really open. And that was 
kind of the, the knock on Sidney Rice, if you remember him, yeah. when he was drafted from South Carolina, there was so, so much concern that if you look at all his catches in college, that they were all with a cornerback draped all over him. And, but he was much bigger than, taller than Laquan Treadwell. And so he had that advantage. Um, uh, in addition to, I think he was still probably faster than Treadwell. Yeah, Treadwell, like I, I saw him in training camp and, you know, when you throw him the ball, he catches it. But when you throw it out for him to go get it, it's, that's just not his game. And, uh, it, it certainly isn't something that you learn over time. That's just, he, he play, he, as a receiver, he very much, uh, much more similar to a tight end, uh, unfortunately. Uh, you know, uh, we have to spend our whole life in the uh, sports writing business uh, with uh, ridiculous speculation and uh, opinions. I, I do love the opinions that the Packers are being really ridiculous by starting Aaron Rodgers against Carolina. Uh, apparently, we know what his health condition is, and the, and the doctors looking at him don't. Uh, that's yeah. uh, way. One man's ridiculous is another man's fun, so let's, let's not uh, let's not rule out the, the fun of a ridiculous take. But he, uh, you know, all I can, we don't know. Like, yes, right. what, what what we do know is that it's not one hundred percent healed. If it were one hundred percent healed, I can't imagine even in the stealthy uh, secrets of the NFL that they would be um, opposed to letting that out. He's not. But he's not 100%, and they don't want to put a percentage on it because they don't want to feed any more uh, to the Panthers about what uh, what condition he might be in if they can drive him into the ground or, or what have you because there's always suspicion that despite the fact that almost all the players are um, are you know, unified and not wanting to hurt each other, there's assumption that the other team is always going to try to hurt your quarterback. So whatever on that one. But I – you know, I – just like any other player, a quarterback often has to play at less than 100%. Um, yeah. the, collar, the collarbone um, and the fact that it's in the throwing arm, you know, makes you wonder how it will affect performance. But it's not unusual for a quarterback, even in the upper body, even in the arm, elbow, wrist, you know, fingers, whatever, to not be 100%. So that part of what's going to happen is not completely without precedent. Um, it's just that we don't know if he's – if he's 90%, 80%, 70%, uh, if he's one hit away from breaking it again, but still plenty of time to heal for next season, I tend to doubt that. But I think it's very fair to assume that he will not be at his best. Um, and he wasn't at his best when he came back from it the last go-around, um, and that was in the left shoulder. So definitely something to keep in mind. Still better than Brett Hundley, um, but not not going to be – It'd be very surprising to see him be the Aaron Rodgers that we've seen at the height of his career. Uh, and uh, these aren't two teams that uh, you, you uh, don't want to be able to run away from uh, here, uh, Carolina, with that front front that they have and the pressure they can put on that we saw last week against a uh, offensive line uh, that won't be a that's not a hell of a lot worse than what the Vike, uh, what Green Bay has. And uh, now uh, and then coming up here to I mean go, uh, coming to face the Vikings. In Lambo, that uh, you 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 get you're taking uh, you're taking your chances with those two defenses. Yeah, and, there, and and I'm trying to remember what injury it was. There was one injury, and it might have been a leg injury because he didn't have enough mobility. Where there was a game or two where Aaron Rodgers was getting rid of the ball in like half a second. Yeah, um, and he and, it's, <laughs> and and most quarterbacks would say he's getting antsy or he's throwing it too early, but he just adjusted and it mm-hmm. was it was effective. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised to see them, you know, make, like if you were to put a tape of this game coming up, 
against the tape of a game when he played Dallas last year in the playoffs and see two entirely different players. And he's because he's got that range in terms of where he can be successful at. It's not his best. You know, he's at his best when he can run around and make time and get down, you know, get wait for the ball for the receivers to get down the field so they can throw it to him. But um, uh, he certainly has it within his his uh, his repertoire to be able to become a one two one two step throw type quarterback. Hey, Kevin Siebert's with us. Uh, there's about a sixty percent chance if they were somehow run the table the last three games, they'd still miss the playoffs. Yeah, the NFC is that strong. I mean, yep. you've got the Falcons, you've got the, in the wild card, you've got the, the Lions still sticking around. You Panthers, have um, you know. the Panthers. You have three teams from the NFC South of yeah. all you know, with, along with the Saints and, and the Panthers. So. Um, a lot of, uh, most of the strength of the league right now seems to be in the NFC, and so if you're a team that's going to be nine and seven, ten and six, you might uh, be on the uh, outside looking in. Whereas if that was your record in the AFC, you're probably the fourth, uh, fifth seed. I asked Gannon about this the other day. It, this has been a, one of the rowdiest months. I mean, going back to the middle of November, maybe a little earlier, that the NFL has had as far as. Players go. I mean, just nonsense. Uh, players going after idiot fans and uh, yeah. fights. I, I can't remember the NFL having fights like this uh, in in modern in modern NFL football between players and all the run-ins with the officials. It, it's been yeah. a rowdy month. I mean, yeah. You men, you mentioned the officials. I mean, it got to the point where the uh, the NFL referees association um, complained to the NFL that it was becoming almost commonplace that guys were putting their hands on officials, pushing them away, you know, poking at them. Uh, you know, Sean Payton goes bonkers the yes. other night and goes, comes running out halfway onto the field to, uh, supposedly to get the attention of the official to get time out. You talked about the fights. And, you know, I was in Bristol this week and uh, for some ESPN stuff, and people said, oh, how's the season gone? And, and I just stood back and said, this is, the, this is the weirdest season I think I've ever covered. Yeah. Um, from top to bottom, you mentioned the, the small pocket of the rowdiness. But when you add... All that kind of stuff that you got, and then with got, the kneel downs, the with anthem. the kneel, with the anthem and the Jerry Jones, Roger Goodell oh, brawl yeah. that that ended very surreally, in a very surreal fashion, with both of them taking turns at the podium and kind of you know teasing sarcastically each other, um, and then you you've got a, a player basically having a seizure on the field and yeah. getting up and getting back, back in the game, in the game. before they realize what happened. Russell Wilson managed to sneak out of the blue tent uh, a month ago to get, while he was supposed to get a concussion test, and they're still investigating that, um, and on and on and on. And so when you add all that stuff together, it has been, to me, and maybe I just feel that way because I'm in the middle of it, but to me it's been – the weirdest season I think I've ever covered of NFL football. I never paid a lot of attention to the whole thing because it didn't bother me, the kneel downs uh, yeah. and the anthem. But has that, that seems to have faded out of, since Trump shut up, has that faded out or are just a few players doing well, it now? It's, it's, yeah, I mean, it's been, um, a few of them stopped after the, uh, they, were, they had the agreement with the NFL to fund uh, some social justice yeah. charities and initiatives. Uh, but there's still, you know, five to ten guys a week doing it. Um, you know, and it, you know, Trump stopped drawing attention to it. Uh, it, it was stopped happening in mass, and people got bored and moved to the next country. Yes, it's still, right. I mean, and that's it was still going on. You know, 
in the week leading up to it, the first time he mentioned it, um, but it just blew up at that yes, particular right. time for obvious reasons. So it, it's kind of back to where it was before, I guess is the best way to put it. All right, sir. Thanks, Kevin. All right, Patrick. All right, uh, Kevin Seifert, uh, NFL Nation blog, and uh, it's kind of what his beat is, is all the zaniness and the refereeing and, uh, and stuff in the NFL, and he does a great job. We'll be back. Hey, what's happening? It's a sports update with Johnny Height. That's what I just said. Was my mic not Oh, on? we didn't have oh, your mic on, sir. Oh, okay. Kenny well. was too busy threatening to punch All me. All right. Kenny, what news? What, first, Kenny has an important Well, announcement. I was going to save this for the traffic, but you're right. It is more important than anything you knuckleheads <laughs> are doing. Uh, my uh, my very important announcement, Lindsey Whalen now following MSP traffic on Twitter. Okay. So each one of you idiots can just go ahead and delete your Twitter account. Uh, you guys yeah, you are have, done. You oh, have wow. got uh, Lindsey Whalen uh, yeah. wired in. Yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah, Congratulations. Go. Congratulations to me. <laughs> now, Johnny Hype. Thanks, Patrick. With a quick sports update. This update sponsored by Aruba Tourism. Escape to sunny Aruba this winter. Starting December 23rd, Sun Country has new nonstop service from MSP. Visit suncountry.com today. Right to Aruba? That's correct. What? Right to Aruba, huh? I'll be mm-hmm. dang. Windy Aruba. Mm-hmm. Viking. You have to mansplain everything to us, don't you? I'm coming over there, readers. I swear to God. <laughs> on behalf of all the listeners that hate you, I'm going to kill you. Viking injury news. Quarterback Xavier Rhodes was back at practice today. He injured his hip during last week's loss in Carolina. He was held out of practice yesterday. He was limited. It's a Wednesday. Practice. Pardon we me? don't like practicing Wednesdays oh, either. I see. Yeah, I the gotcha. Percy Harvin rule. We don't like to practice on Wednesdays. <laughs> Still sidelined today. We're tight end Kyle Rudolph. He's got an ankle issue. Left tackle Riley Reef, another ankle issue. Quarterback Mackenzie Alexander, chest and tight end Blake Bell, shoulder issue. Where did this Blake Bell come from? I never heard of him, and all of a sudden he's out there running routes. Yeah. Caught a touchdown, right? Did Miami, he? I believe. Right? Was he the quarterback that used to like run it in from the one, or am I thinking of some other big Bell guy? Joyke Bell, I think you're thinking. No, they direct snap and then he'd run it in <laughs> oh. for a touchdown. That might have been. An old, I thought he was Oklahoma a, Blake Bell went. Uh, yeah, the that's the guy Oklahoma. who used to run one yard for touchdown. Really, oh, direct snap really? it. Yeah, big lug. Uh, uh, former Viking news: the Texans have promoted quarterback Taylor Heineke oh, from the right. practice squad, so he'll be their short backup. little fellow. They'll be there, the backup to T.J. Yates on a Sunday. Of course, uh, he spent some time with the Vikings. Okay, Watson's hurt and Savage is hurt. So uh-huh. this is, we got T.J. Yates back. What's he do? Just, like, live in a motel down the street <laughs> from their head, from their... Uh, this is like his fifth different complex. stick with the Houston yes. Texans. Hopefully he doesn't get locked out and have to kick a door open. Uh-huh. Yes. <laughs> Taylor. <laughs> Big <laughs> dummy. Mm-hmm. Timberwolves back in action tonight. They're playing Sacramento at the Target Center. Uh, the- <laughs> Why are we booing them? Or are we just unhappy? They, they're playing guys too many minutes. Got it. The Wild, uh, by the way, now saying Devin Dubnik, not day-to-day, but week-to-week. Uh-oh. So he'll be out for at least a week. Have we isolated it below? The, we know it's below the waist. But Lower do we, body. Have we isolated it? Uh, that's all I've heard. I'm saying pull groin until somebody tells me I'm wrong. Oh, he right. played the first period, though. Yes, he yeah, did. He, did. he made a save and yanked his groin. Yeah. May yeah. never play again. Oh, don't say that. <laughs> oh, my goodness. People are going to believe you. Please don't say no, that. they don't. They that, don't believe me. That's Why true. It's hockey. believe that's me? That's true, yeah. The Wild did recall goaltender Steve Michalik mm-hmm. under emergency conditions is the that actual That probably term. means he doesn't count against the cap. That's all we care <laughs> about. Because we, at this point, have less 
room in the cap than I have money in my billfold. That's true. <laughs> Very was, thin. John, I was barely listening. Did he name yeah. us? Did he name a starter? Well, well stay will be stay alive. Yeah. Stay alive. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, twins signed Fernando Rodney today. One year, uh, $6 million with incentives. Uh, that's pending a physical. 39 saves last year for Arizona. Uh, he is a bit aged. He'll be 41 in March. All right, John. Thank you. You bet. Time for traffic and weather together on the ride with Roycey. I think Chris made a good point. I should probably explain something. I, I don't hate Chris Reavers, and uh, when John Height goes home early, doesn't bother me at all. I, I just sometimes... No, you're offended. We <laughs> no, can tell. No, it's really all right with me. I just sometimes think people take Early seriously. today, but we didn't want to offend you, so... Uh, yeah, no, it's it's okay. Uh, everything not okay in Oakdale, eastbound 694, absolutely apocalyptic between 40th and a crash blocking way down at 10th. It'll be over 35 minutes uh, between 36 and 94. The other big one, southbound 35E, major market gridlock, 94 down to 494, one hour with a wreck at Highway 10. So, or excuse me, 110. So easy to dip, so hard to put down. Rolled chicken tacos are back. Shredded chicken all rolled up with your choice of dips only at Taco Bell. You're Kiss on me, Chris. With Royce. Mm-hmm. On 1500 ESPN. This is Ricey for Jim Paul's Valley Group of GM Dealers. Uh, I have uh, now been involved in the purchase of purchase purchase or lease of five vehicles at Jim Paul's Valley Group over the last uh, number of years. Every time, terrific deal. So uh, a couple, three times better than I expected uh, because the uh, fellow running the numbers would say, "Yeah." We can find another 1500 off this for you. Anyway, Jim Paul's Valley Group of GM Dealers, they don't scream sale, sale, sale. They uh, go get find every discount available to you on a daily basis and then sell you great vehicles. GMC is making nothing but great vehicles. I'm not an SUV guy yet, but there's some SUVs out there that are tempting, that's for sure. All shapes and sizes, too. Jim Paul's Valley Group of GM dealers. You can go out to Apple Valley and see my guys at the Buick GMC dealership. There's also two stores in Hastings and a store in Hutchinson. I'm Brian from 1-800-GOT-JUNK. Neither rain nor sleet nor gloom of night will keep us from hauling away your junk. How about a flood? Not even that. Tornado? Nope. Blizzard? Nope. Ain't no mountain high enough. Ain't no valley low enough. What are you trying to say? When you've got junk that needs to disappear, all you have to do is point. Don't worry about how or if we can get there. We can. And we will. I love working with these guys. Call 1-800-GOT-JUNK or visit 1-800-GOT-JUNK.com. Message and data rates may apply. Sick of hair loss? Well, yeah. Ready for a permanent solution. Go on. Bosley, America's number one hair restoration expert, is giving away an absolutely free information kit and a free gift card to everyone who texts GOOD to 85850. But I've lost a lot of hair. It's not too late. Bosley can give you your hair back. Really? Really. People all over the country trust Bosley because their solution is permanent and protected by the Bosley Guarantee. Man, I don't want to look like my dad. Dude, this isn't 1970. It's not your dad's hair loss treatment. Bosley uses the latest technology to give you your real hair back. Trust me, you'll see for free how easy and affordable Bosley's permanent solution to hair loss really is. 
What do I text again? For your free information kit and a gift card for $250 off, text GOOD to 85850. Ask about the Bosley Guarantee. G-O-O-D to 85850. Napa know-how. Keeping it simple is usually a good thing. And when it comes to rewards programs, keeping it simple is always a good thing. That's why we made the Napa Rewards program effortless. All you need is your phone number to start saving on the parts and tools you need. Then we automatically give you $5 off your next purchase for every 100 you spend. So start saving today with Napa Rewards. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. It takes courage to stand up to things like Wall Street, money traps, and volatile markets. Tune in to Stress Test Your Retirement with Matt Goldbrunson, Sundays at 9 a.m. on 1500 ESPN. Sitting shotgun on the ride with Royce. I'm not that good at driving. <laughs> I'm old. On 1500 ESPN. 1500 ESPN presents... 52 super stories leading up to the big game. Brought to you by Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold, where you always get straight talk, not sugar-coated advice. Here's Patrick Royce. Number six on the list of the great eight Super Bowls is the New York Jets 16-7 victory over the Baltimore Colts in game number three, played on January 12, 1969 in the Orange Bowl. It wasn't the greatest of games and remains the only time a winning team scored as few as one touchdown. Yet, the historic significance is unmatched in Super Bowl history since it established the teams from the American Football Conference as worthy opponents for a championship game. The Colts, 13-1 in the NFL, were 18 points favorites over the Jets, who were 11-3 in the AFL. Jets quarterback Joe Namath fulfilled his image by having several cocktails, then told a heckling Colts fan, we're going to win this game, I guarantee it. The Jets coach, Weeb Eubank, said later that he was angry at Namath's guarantee, but not as angry as Sean Shula had to be with the Colts after the game. Baltimore led the NFL in both offense and defense. The Colts defeated the Vikings 24-14 in Minnesota's first ever playoff game, then crushed Cleveland in the NFL title game. Johnny Unitas had missed most of the schedule with a preseason injury, and journeyman Earl Morrill, an earlier version of Case Keenum, led the Colts. Then came the Super Bowl, where he had three interceptions, including two deep in Jets territory, and then Unitas threw a fourth interception in late relief. Matt Snell was the hero of the Jets' only TD drive in the second quarter. He caught a 12-yard pass from Namath. The Colts' nine then had a couple of runs to put it into the end zone. Here it is, out to Snell, and he may go! He's in there! Namath went 17 for 28 for 206 yards and was voted the MVP, although ball possession and the Colts' turnovers were the real keys to this monumental upset. The game is over. The New York Jets are the world champions. They have upset the Baltimore Colts and beat them handily here today. They not only defeated them, here's Shula going over. They shut out the Colts till the last three minutes and 19 seconds of the game. Ah, but then again, Joe's guarantee remains what makes the third Super Bowl so famous. 52 Super Stories continues next week. Brought to you by Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold, where you always get straight talk, not sugar-coated advice. And for more details on Super Bowl 52 coming to the Twin Cities in 2018, sign up for the host committee email at mnsuperbowl.com. The ride with Royce now continues. Personal file, 69, offense. He was giving them the business. It's time for Late 
hits. That was the greatest idea I ever came up with, the great great eight Super Bowls, because I was limping to the finish line on this one. I'll tell you what. we uh, The great eight will get us within two of the end, and then I got two ideas for the end. 52 Super Bowl stories. Wow. As told by Patrick Racy. As told by Patrick Racy. Uh, Tyler Kinley was the draft choice of the Vikings today in the rule of uh, the twins today in the rule five draft who he play for Tyler was a, uh, Marlin, uh, pitcher, a uh, prospect, I guess, six, four, two Oh five throws hard and walks the hell out of everybody. <laughs> It'll be interesting. He's only a 16th round draft choice. We just had Mike Berardino on. And uh, Mike told us that uh, he hasn't been rated among their top 30 prospects. But they decided to that they wanted him more than Nick Birdie, uh, who went uh, third overall and then got traded to the Pirates. And uh, you know who uh, else went to the Pirates today in the first round of the Rule 5 draft? No. Jordan Milbraith, a right-handed pitcher from Springfield, Minnesota. What? Uh, who pitched at Augustana and uh, hometown of Mike Augustine. Sure, yes. And former uh, big league pitcher Mike Davison was from Springfield, too. So uh, uh, Jordan Milbraith, uh, I looked him up. He was like A ball and then a little time in double A last year. But uh, he was uh, Cleveland draft choice in 2013. So he would have played a little town ball for Springfield. Oh, Springfield. I'm sure he oh, did. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, heck yes. Or Essig or... Uh, Probably Essig. Yeah, you're right. Searles or somebody down there. Uh, you know, they... Tyler Kinley, I forgot all about Justin Haley. We kept him around. He had some time. The whole yeah. Year, right? And yeah. then at the end, they let him go. They finally gave up when on him. When they stunk. When they stunk. Oh, no, right. 2016. That was right. In August, they let him go, right? Yeah, After they did. Keeping him around all year and DNL on him for a while. And then J.R. Graham in 2014, Ryan Presley in 2012. He's still around and he's going to be their closer by uh, That's right. uh, June. June, I say, I say June, and uh, Terry Doyle, 2011, Scott Diamond, 2010. Remember they had, they wanted to send him back, and they ended up making some. They trade. made a trade with the Braves, yes, yeah, for a uh, right hander who threw hard who never made it. I can't remember what his name, Billy Buck, uh, not Billy Buckner, something, something. But like Scott that. Diamond had a decent year the first year. Oh, he was, he was the yeah. When he, well, if the first year he didn't pitch well, but the second year he pitched real well. Mm-hmm. Alejandro Machado, don't remember him, infielder. Jason Pridey, I think we had Jason here for a while. We did, yes. And this is uh, the Twins list uh, uh, that they offered up here the last nine. I I think I would, if I was going to do one of these lists, I'd always go back to Johan. But (laughs) Johan, actually, they they traded. They traded for, yeah. They they had made a deal with. um, Houston. Houston, I thought we drafted him from Houston. No, he was drafted from the Marlins. Houston drafted, drafted him second Marlins. after us, and then we yeah, made we a made trade. we made a deal with Houston that we wouldn't take the guy that... That he, they wanted. That they wanted, even though Santana's the guy the Twins wanted. I think So, therefore, I think Houston paid the $50,000 mm-hmm. to uh, you get Johan. But uh, Johan probably stands as the greatest... Uh, that. Probably stands as the greatest Rule Five draft of all time. Yes, of all time. Yeah. Right? of all time. Uh, he finally showed up on the uh, Hall of Fame ballot this year because it's uh, been five years since he doesn't he have enough, though, does he? 
I don't think he'll get there. But I voted for him because you got to get 5% to stay on the ballot. And you want him to stay on the ballot. I want him to stay on the ballot for a while. I voted for him and a couple other first-timers who I don't think will make it. But, you know, you got to... If you're if you're halfway decent, you should get to stay honest. Yeah, this isn't like you're voting for Aaron Seeley. No, he's a two-time uh, Cy Young Award winner, and uh, if guys like uh, me hadn't voted had voted for him instead of Bartolo Colon, he would have been a three-time <laughs> Cy Young Award. Winner. So uh, let me ask you really quick: How long has the Rule Five draft been around? Has it been around for a long time? Oh yeah. Okay. Well, back when I was covering the winning meetings in the seventies, it was the only thing we'd get out of Calvin. Gotcha. Was the rule five pick. and free drinks at his birthday party. That was it. <laughs> That's all we get. That's all we get about Calvin. Hey, we're starting a new uh, thing today. It's called "What Did Patrick Forget?" <laughs> and uh, it's it's going to be quite a popular element here. I think so too. And today, Patrick forgot to tell you why he was talking about Billy Martin. <laughs> We did a nice segment on Billy Martin. It was very informative. Inside and if uh, people stories. people were paying information, uh, attention, they might have wondered why we were talking about him. Documentary on MLB Network tonight, 7 o'clock. Billy uh, is the reason, but we forgot to tell. I forgot to tell you that. So, And these louts didn't remind you. You know, that, and that's what we're here for. <laughs> yes. We're supposed to remind that's you. That's right. I'm not as young as most people used to be. All right. We'll be back. Let's hear the boys' daily complaints. What do you got, Manny? It's kind of a minor complaint, but okay, it's good—a minor it's, one. It's people that are complaining about the Twins not doing enough in the off season. You know, Fernando Rodney. You know, they're you know they're not they're not you know they need to do more. They do they Cheap need to do pull-ads. more. Cheap pullets. They're going to do more, ladies and gentlemen. Calm down. Relax. It's still early in the it offseason. It was a pretty dang. It was a pretty dang uneventful winter meetings. Actually, what about yeah. four teams participated? And those are the ones that got players from mm-hmm. Miami. From that Miami, right? Yeah. 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 Calm down, people. Uh, yeah. My daily complaint. Uh, I, I'm sure you guys have heard. Disney is uh, buying most of 21st Century Fox for a record 52.4 billion dollars, including several regionally located. Fox Sports Networks, to which I say it's about time that we can calm down all those heavy opinions on those local That's Fox right. affiliates. It's about time we uh, curb that. Uh, so you want uh, you want more screaming? <laughs> no, I'm less, talking less about screaming. I'm making fun of Fox Sports. Oh, North. Okay, well it won't change. Believe me, <laughs> I know the regional partners will remain. They will not remain the teams they cover. They will remain our partner. Oh, I see. Right? Uh, our That's partners. how we want it. They, we, we want everybody mm-hmm. to feel good about their local mm-hmm. teams. Uh, What's your daily complaint? My daily complaint is that uh, the tweet of God doesn't tweet often enough. He's, uh, <laughs> he took a long time off. He's now come back, and he has just tweeted that with all the deregulation going on, he is waving the Ten Commandments. He's getting rid of the twin, Ten Commandments. Go crazy out there, he says. We've gotten Go rid crazy, of that. Along with net neutrality, we've gotten rid of the Ten Commandments. That's good. This holiday season, Peloton's got a gift for you. Get up to $200 off accessories with the purchase of a Peloton bike, Bike Plus, or Tread. And take your workout to the next level with accessories like non-slip grip dumbbells, a heart rate monitor, cycling shoes, and more. Peloton, motivation that moves you. This limited time offer ends December 25th. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. All access membership separate. Offer ends December 25th. Cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com.